HD Smartcast. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Hello, welcome to Health Charcha, issued in public interest by Medtronic. I'm Deepthi Ahuja, podcast producer at HD Smartcast, and your podcast host and host. In this show we will discuss all of the burning health related questions you my dear listener might have in mind. So let's begin. The history of brain surgery dates further back than what you might have guessed. Beginning from the ancient times with Inca, Hippocrates and Galen through the Renaissance and world wars, neurological procedures have been performed constantly throughout history. It is no surprise then that along with the resilience to get the procedures right technology has also advanced to aid neurosurgeons of today to perform complex and often nearly impossible brain tumor surgeries. So how has neuronavigation cranial robotics evolved in the management of brain tumors and how does that apply to you we will find out in this episode and for that we have with us dr manas panigrahi who is hod neurosurgery at kims hospital hyderabad hi dr manas how are you welcome to health charcha hello fine how are you i'm good too i'm good too uh so dr manas let's consider for this episode that surgery is the only way forward for a tumor at hand and you know one opts to undergo the knife um would it be correct to assume that the tumor will be successfully treated with the help of surgery uh, the answer uh, means it's not completely yes but then uh, it's not no most of the tumors uh, need surgery uh it's only uh there are some research uh, going on where tumor people are trying to diagnose tumor without surgery that is something called uh, uh liquid biopsy where people try to uh, take blood uh, or serum um or brain fluid and then analyze some chemicals and then then predict whether the the person has a brain tumor or not but then still it is it's a long way to go but i'm sure uh in future we may not need surgery but at the present uh for diagnosing any tumor in the brain we need to undergo a surgery so surgery whenever we plan surgery we try to uh, remove totally uh if we remove totally then the results are better many times it's not possible to remove totally if if the tumor is in the deeper part of the brain or if the tumor is in an area which is very critical very important like if there are parts of the brain which are responsible for uh, for speaking parts of the brain which are responsible for uh, controlling your hand movement leg movement so yeah. if we have tumors in those parts we take only a small piece of that and and then send for testing and then depending on whatever the biopsy report comes no grade 1 2 3 4 then they need to go for chemotherapy or radiotherapy so basically surgery for brain tumors can be divided into like three types mm-hmm. telling where we take a biopsy with a small hole which is like 2 to 3 mm hole when it's in a critical structure second is where we remove half of it uh, because we uh, are partial removal uh, where we the aim is to reduce the size of the tumor so that the pressure in the brain comes down because in those cases again if you remove totally then that can be detrimental to the patient 
So here the aim is to reduce the size of tumor so the pressure comes down and then when we give an adjuvant therapy, chemotherapy and radiotherapy, it works better on smaller tumors. And the third option is complete removal. So the ideal is complete removal or, or total excision and it, it is customized to the particular patient. Right, right. Interesting how different kinds of surgeries are also required to uh, detect brain tumor, like you said, biopsy. Quite interesting, the different kind of surgeries that are involved. In fact, as a patient or a lay person, you wouldn't even think that there are so many different kinds of surgeries to help us detect the tumor, partially remove it, uh, figure out its malignant or whichever way. Um, I guess it's very, very interesting to find that out. Uh, but uh, could you tell us a little bit more about, you know, robotics or uh, the robotic technology that is required in treating brain tumor? Um, I'm assuming that uh, tech in surgery has come a long way. Yeah, it has come a long way because uh, people are very apprehensive of surgery. Mm -hmm. uh, people think that when you remove brain tumor, uh, then they are bound to have some memory problem. They feel that they can become uh, psychiatric or mad mm. or, and uh, they probably they cannot walk or something. They lose their ability to write and lose that. But it's not uh, true. Uh, let me ask you a question that uh, how much of brain do you think one needs to survive in day to day? I had only read it once that you need like only about 10% and that was also because of a movie. So I'm guessing that information is wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not wrong. It's right uh, that for day-to-day -day living, uh, we need only 10% of the brain. But then to, to excel in something, you need 100% of the brain. And just for survival, uh, you... 10% is more than enough. So people who have brain tumors, they need not get afraid that if part of the tumor is removed, that they will lose something. Because what is removed is what is not normal. The brain tumor is not a normal and it doesn't have any function. People have problems because that abnormal, the tumor is pressing on the normal structures. Right. So if you remove that abnormal part, then they will become better. So people need not get apprehensive or afraid that Removing tumor is not removing a part of brain, it is removing the abnormal part of the brain. So they will become better with surgery. Uh, right. And and what about robotics? I'm guessing um, that is one side of things. You as, you know, a person's doctor letting them know that see when I operate on your brain, these are the things that are going to happen and it will only help you improve your quality of life. That is one side of the story. But the other side of the story is also advancement in technology, right? So how does that happen? Like what are the different kinds of technological advances in, you know, brain tumor surgeries that we can see today? Yes, that is what is relevant technology because when we open the brain, uh, it is sometimes difficult to make out uh, which part is an abnormal part of the brain, like a normal brain, which is and which is abnormal, like the brain tumor. Sometimes it almost looks similar, the tumor and the brain. So when you open them, if, if we do not identify the tumor, then we might take out the normal brain and then patient can have problems later. So robotics helps us to identify which is abnormal, which is normal. Plus when we plan to operate as, as I told you, biopsy is done with a 2 millimeter hole. Now, with a 2 millimeter hole, we cannot see the brain. No? It is just a needle going in. So, mm -hmm. how do we reach the tumor 
without opening it it is something so we need some instrument where it will direct us to reach the area and without causing any damage because brain also has uh, blood vessels suppose we put a needle and then it hits a blood vessel then it can bleed and patient can have problems so that is uh, so robotics and navigation tell us the safest track or the road to reach the tumor the easy in a layman's language is how gps is done yeah uh, yeah so you need not be in hyderabad to reach a place in hyderabad you can no. reach come to hyderabad airport and reach my hospital with just a google yeah so similarly in in navigation it works in the same concept like a global positioning system so right. all the cts scans or mri which is done for the patient before surgery is fed into the navigation uh, machine and and then during surgery we fix the head on the operating table and then there are some optical lights it's like they work like satellites mm-hmm. so we create like a universe inside the theater where the head of the patient is like the earth okay and then we put uh, optical uh, sensors they are like satellites there are two satellites and the head is the earth so like your google map tells us each point how to go from one point to the other point at the shortest distance yeah. with less of traffic so uh, in the theater in the navigation the navigation tells us which part of the skull we have to enter and how to reach our target the tumor in the shortest and the safest trajectory that is what calls navigation that is one of the most beautiful ways in which someone has explained to me how to work my way around the brain <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But uh, thank you for that. It was very very visual and it made a lot of sense. And now I understand how robotics plays a huge part um you know in brain surgeries makes a lot of sense. Uh but I'm curious to know you know how you prepare or what goes in before the surgeries. Uh what happens? How do you prepare the um like you mentioned CT scans, you mentioned MRIs. So what goes on before you actually prep the patient for a surgery yeah as as i explained to you the in the surgery depends on where exactly is the tumor and mm-hmm. uh, the tumor can be uh, there are parts of the brain which are not critical as i told you 10% of the brain is critical means we can survive with 10% but then suppose the tumor is in an area which controls my uh, near the speech area then i need to know before surgery that what is the distance of the tumor from the speech area so like on the there's a part called broca's area which is on the left side of the brain mm. and if this... that part is affected mm. they they can understand but mm. they cannot tell ah okay so then what happens like what do you do to figure out the connection between the tumor and the speech part yeah so before this navigation and robotics had come Uh, earlier we used to do something called um, means awake craniotomy where we have to make a large opening of the brain and then stimulate each part of the brain with electrical current right and and see and we tell keep on telling the suppose it suppose we are identifying the hand area huh. hand area then yeah. patient will be moving his hand and then when we stimulate at that particular area that movement will suddenly stop so we have to physically identify which part of the brain is responsible for the function 
Right, right. And that has to be done with the patient under local anesthesia. So it will, yeah, and uh, so and that took longer procedure, and then you have to make a bigger opening also. Hmm. But now we have technologies, special MRIs called functional MRI, where the MRI is done uh, while the patient is moving his hand. Hmm. Okay, then some part of the brain will get light up, lighted up. Right. Then we t- take a uh, MRI when patient is moving his leg, and then patient is speaking. So before surgery, we in the MRI we know which part of the brain is responsible for what function. And because from the MRI, we also can know how far or how near uh, are, is the tumor from these important areas. Hmm. All this information is fed into the navigation system, right? Like GPS, so that before surgery, we know in relation to tumor, where is the important uh, functional area, where are the tracks? Tracks are the electrical current from right. the brain to the hand leg. So how the tracks oriented? How are the blood vessels? How are the speech area, leg area? And then with the navigation, it tells us what is the trajectory, safe trajectory, and where exactly we have to make the opening. So that instead of making a large opening, we directly make a small, uh, a targeted opening, smaller opening, and then you can reach the area. Navigation is something which is 10 years old technology. The robotic arm is a new technology where we don't have to manually do, uh, when we use navigation, we have to use our own uh, hands. <laughs> and hands to keep on checking, no? like driver, huh? there is an indicator that we check, okay, this side, this point is fine, this point is fine. It's like, uh, like driving a car mm-hmm. with a Google map or driverless car. Huh, got it. So that is how robotics comes into play. It's like a driverless driver. So So then you don't have to do it manually. Yeah, it automatically aligns to the the safe path. Right. So then we just, it points out that at this point you have to make a hole, we make the hole there. Interesting. How keen and uh, I mean, I'm guessing it's making your life as easy as it is making the patient's life and safe. On top of everything else. Yeah, and it's more comfortable. No? Comfortable, uh, like uh, with uh, we use something with navigation or no? something you use called stereo taxi. Stereo taxi, like we have to fix a uh, frame on the patient uh-huh. and then uh-huh. take the patient to the CT scan or MRI and do the scan with the frame and again bring back the patient to the theater hmm. and then go for surgery. So this used to take two, three hours extra. And then it's a little painful also no, for the patient to go with the crown on his head. Yes. Yeah. But now with the robotics and neuro-navigation, we don't have to do that. Because all the CT and MRI which is done in any hospital, need not be in your hospital also, that is fed in the uh, navigation with the autoguide uh, machine. And then that itself calculates and then the, everything is done in the theater under general anesthesia. So it's less painful. Mm-hmm. The duration of surgery comes down because the patient doesn't go to the CT or MR with the frame. So it reduces 50% time uh, in the theater. So if the theater time comes down, then the cost of treatment also will come down automatically. Of course, absolutely. So, you know, you explained to us the basics of, you know, how robotics helps in surgeries. You explained the basics of neuronavigation. But there must be different kinds of surgeries when it comes to brain tumor, right? 
along with different sizes and different uh, areas in which the brain tumor is affecting our brain there must be different surgeries as well so could you just briefly uh, dr manas tell us a bit about those surgeries yeah so uh, once we have the diagnosis now we know what kind of tumor it is like as i told you the first option is total removal and yeah. that you have to make make a opening of like 7 cm 8 cm hole in the brain to remove now there are other surgeries where you can do with a smaller hole also like endoscopy surgery uh, neuroendoscopy is called endoscopy right. where you make a hole of a uh, 1 uh, rupee coin or less than that mm-hmm. uh, it is something like uh, in a general public everybody knows about uh, laparoscopic cholecystectomy yeah gall bladder gall for gallstone people yeah. earlier used to open fully and take out gallstone but now they they make small holes and then do it so similarly in the brain the uh, laparoscope in the brain is called neuroendoscopy mm. uh, so so you make a small hole of around 15 mm and place the uh, endoscope and then endoscope directly you can reach the tumor and take again biopsy and as well as remove uh, if it's means if it's a smaller tumor less than 2 cm then it can be removed but if it is more than 2 cm then one has to do an open surgery but there are some surgeries which can be done uh with 2 mm hole also we need not make 14 mm yeah. so that yeah suppose you have uh, tumors which there are uh, small small tumors many tumors in the brain both on right side left side usually it happens in uh, cancer patients where cancers in the other part of the body they they metastasize or they go to the brain so mm-hmm. when you have small small tumors many then we don't make multiple uh, big big openings uh we used smaller 2 mm holes and laser fiber is passed through that hole right. to the tumor so this and is this mri again, uh, laser ablation laser ablation yes so yeah so that that can be done when you have many tumors you can make many small 2 mm holes place the uh, laser fiber into the tumor and burn it but all this needs no patients should be fit for anesthesia so if they are not fit like the patients who are elderly who have uh, hypertension heart disease diabetes they are not fit for anesthesia uh, then you have treatment which can be done without anesthesia it's called uh, radio surgery it's the like gamma knife is there where uh, yeah where you don't make a hole also so gamma knife cyber knife or x knife so that is for patients who are not fit for anesthesia so you have surgeries ranging from uh without touching the skull only no hole to 2 mm hole to 2 cm to 5 to 8 cm hole that all right. depends customized to the particular patient right and it seems like um, out of all of this uh, the minimal invasive i mean of course there is one without any invasion but the minimally invasive would be the mri guided laser ablation right yes yes and so oh, yeah. how does that uh, you know advantage uh, the patient of course apart from being minimally invasive are there other advantages of that technique the greatest advantage is it can be done for multiple tumors you no know, because many times in in so called advanced cancer you you have metastases which are not one tumor they will have four five six and in different parts of the brain so when you do a laser ablation you can do multiple small small holes and ablate those tumors guessing this would also uh, cause less pain it would also give a uh, faster recovering recovery time is it 
Yeah, they go from the hospital in one day only. They don't have to stay for more than a day. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but this is something I I don't think uh, India is. They're trying to get it to India. It is not approved in India to be imported. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is available in US, Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. They are waiting for that technology to come to India. Okay. Until then, we have neuroendoscopy, right? So, yes, we have neuroendoscopy. Awesome. I'm so happy that I guessed that right. Um first uh, tell me one thing. You know you've spoken about uh regular surgeries and you've spoken about how uh you know uh, initially you used to do things manually and now you have robotics to help you with things. Um uh, but uh, how does neuroendoscopy work? Yeah, let me neuroendoscopy then it works in two ways. One is if you have a tumor uh, one way of is making a hole as i explained that you make a hole yes. of 2 cm and do that if it's the tumor is in, in the upper part of the brain mm. but if the tumor is in the central part of the brain uh, then we can use the natural holes to do the surgery like we can go through the nostril here yeah. mm. uh, okay so the natural holes for the nose or sometimes through the mouth uh, and then go directly Uh, to the center of the brain it goes to, to the end of the nose is the center of the brain where you you have bones which are soft. we from our knowledge we know which part of the bone is softer so we make a opening there and uh, and then remove the tumor the commonest tumor which is removed through the nose is a tumor of the pituitary gland right yeah. and uh, for my listener who's listening to this episode we've spoken about this kind of tumor in episode 1 so in case someone wants to go and listen to it you're most welcome to go to episode 1 of the brain tumor series uh, on health charcha go ahead doctor so using the natural hole no so there is no there is no opening outside so at the end of the surgery you patient may not look that he had a surgery hmm. he or she had a surgery and then they can be they can go home in 2 to 3 days but sometimes when some of the patients the nose inside the anatomy is lost then it's difficult to make out which where to make the hole hmm. normally we know where exactly the bone is thin we make a hole but sometimes it is not possible uh, or some patient who has come with a regrowth then the normal anatomy is lost then we use navigation along with the endoscope So again, here the navigation of the robot will help us uh, how to enter at which part of the means uh, central part behind the nose, no? Where exactly to enter uh, in a safe way? Because nice. at that point you have the major uh, blood vessels of the brain which supply to the circulation. So uh, if you have, uh, we miss the vein, then might damage that and cause problems. Right. In that case, navigation will be very useful along with the endoscopy. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Manas, for your time for explaining things to us in such a simple manner and yet so uh, visually rich manner. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I must say that all this is really fascinating. That neurosurgery seems to have come a long way from being next to impossible and deadly dangerous. It is certainly reassuring to know that not only are the doctors on our side, but so is technology, innovation, and advancement in neurosurgery. Um, it is increasing, definitely increasing, our odds to survive brain tumors. 
This is a public awareness initiative supported by Medtronic. Views expressed are independent views of Dr. Manas Panigrahi, intended for general information and educational purposes only. They do not constitute any medical advice. Please consult your physician for any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition. The doctor makes no recommendations or endorsements of any products or services. That's it for this episode on Health Chacha. If you want to know more about the diseases discussed in this podcast, please initiate a discussion with your physician. To stay updated on this podcast, follow at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nayi nazariye se. This was an HT Smartcast original. HT Smartcast.